Welcome to another episode of the Two Cents 20-Year-Old Podcast, where today we're going to be talking about money transparency. What? Yeah. First off, I never asked for this. I'm going to go and grab my laser that I'll go and blast you with. You will go and start a war, but say you are a pacifist. Can I log in? I don't Back know with another episode of the podcast that teaches beginners the basics of personal finance. The podcast where I give my two cents on things you should be thinking about when it comes to your money. So before I get into the topic we have today, the other day I uh, I had to buy some brand new snow tires for my car because uh, you know in in uh, the state that I live in we have pretty harsh winters and uh, winter seasons coming upon us and uh, those things set me back 450 bones uh, and this wasn't even including the mounting fee. So as I was paying this bill, I thought about the fact that people don't often realize these extra costs that come with buying a car. Um, I think I briefly discussed buying a car in in the credit episode. Um, But people my age don't often think about the realized costs that come with buying the car. They they really only consider the monthly payment. Um, I think it's easier, especially if you're looking to buy a car on on Carvana or CarMax. Uh, You see all these awesome cars that you know, you would love to have, and it shows the rate that you feel is relatively reasonable. And oftentimes this monthly rate is assuming multiple things about your credit, credit history, and your income situation. So when you see that used-ish Mercedes that has 60K miles on it for $330 a month, you think, I could easily afford that. What people, especially teenagers like myself, don't consider is uh, the increase in your insurance on the car, the down payment you have to put down, the expenses of the car, if necessary, um, for, for repairs, and uh, you know, paying for things like new snow tires. It doesn't really come in to consideration when you're thinking about buying a car because you're so excited to get that new vehicle. I, I, know, I know more than you can even understand how it feels because buying a car is one of those things that it's super awesome. You're getting, getting something new after you've driven a car, like the car that I had originally. I had been driving all through high school. I got it from my grandmother for free. It was awesome. It was an awesome car. But um, it was getting a little bit high up there in the miles, and I was looking for something new that I could hopefully ride out for another six or seven years, um, maybe even ride it into the ground. But So, yeah, car shopping, you know, especially for a teenager with mostly disposable income, it's not one of the easiest things to put these extra costs into consideration for. Um, So yeah, I just wanted to add that to my credit episode. The topic today is money transparency. What I mean by money transparency is the ability to talk about your money situation with family, friends, or significant others. I feel like this topic isn't covered heavily by people outside of the personal finance ring. This might be because money is a touchy subject still to this day. Uh, Luckily for me, I grew up in a family where money, you know, it wasn't much of a taboo topic. I grew up knowing my parents' salary, our mortgage, and just the other day, we actually discussed the home equity line of credit that they have in the house, uh, which I obviously, you know, I didn't really have an understanding about it because um, I actually haven't learned too much about uh, HELOCs um, besides, you know, the the basic understanding that I have from listening to podcasts, Uh, but we talked about it. And basically just went over what it was. And uh, it was super interesting to learn about something that I actually didn't know about um, my family's finances. Um, Income and expenses were never really hidden in my house, uh, which I think led me 
to being so comfortable um, when it comes to talking about money, hence my interest in starting a personal finance podcast where I discuss the topic of money. After reading a few articles about being transparent with your money, it became more and more clear to me that it really stems from generational differences of the opinion of talking about money. I feel like people from the generation of social media and always overexposing your life don't even consider the awkwardness of talking about your financial situation with friends and family and even the whole world on social media. This generation, obviously, I'm talking about is my generation, where we grew up with, um, well, I personally didn't grow up with a cell phone, but um, where we grew up with cell phones and access to social media and access to YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and all that stuff. Comments on TikToks of people shopping that say, I would, but I'm broke, broken all caps, or legitimately just being able to tell your friends that you might not be able to go out to McDonald's after prom because you're broke is a joke. And most of your friends are, you know, often understanding because they're in the same situation. People around my age, especially when I was in high school, um, you know, we, for the most part, all had jobs. We all knew the value of money. Some of us, you know, valued it more than others and were more responsible than others. But you know, for the most part, we weren't, there wasn't anyone making a lot of money at, you know, 17, 18 years old, we would go out for lunch or dinner or something like that. But, you know, we all, uh, we all understood each other's uh, situations, whether it's a uh, generational difference in the context of how much money you have, or maybe it's just generational financial illiteracy. Young people skew more comfortable when it comes to finances. However, if you aren't a natural with money conversations, I might have a few tips that could help. My first tip is figure out why it is that you feel so uncomfortable talking about your cash. If you can bring it back to the root cause of what it is that's causing you the anxiety, then maybe you could start working from there. Are you worried about uh, your colleagues maybe not holding you in the highest esteem um, if you talk about your money problems and or your money stability or success? You know, it's a fair question, but I think as long as you aren't trying to guilt trip anyone into a situation that they aren't comfortable with, that could be guilt tripping them into extending you some cash to cover expenses for you, or on the contrary, gloating about your incredible job at a large firm to a friend that you bumped into the grocery store randomly. Uh, I personally think it's all about your intentions. And obviously, you know, this isn't your full responsibility. This could also, you know, be the flip the other way around where maybe you're having coffee with a friend and they're talking about hardships they've fallen upon and how they could just use a little bit of extra money if um you know if, if someone was willing to extend it to them but you know and it's pretty clear that they're talking about you but maybe they have a history of not being able to handle money too well or not being able to uh, pay friends back you know this is a situation that if you're not comfortable with there's no need to really um be that person uh, that extends them, extends them the money that they need. Maybe if you are uh, more financially stable and you are really good friends with a person and they have a history of being all right with their money, but they just are randomly falling upon a hardship, then maybe, you know, it'll be all right. But I would say that if it's a friend or family member, if they're looking for a loan that they're willing to pay back, maybe with interest, I would almost say, don't do that. I, I would say if you're going to give them money, just give them money with no expectations because especially with a family member, it might even worsen the situation because, 
you know, at family meetings or uh, family get-togethers and dinners. Maybe it'll just be this weird awkwardness between you two because they know that they owe you money. They're wondering if you're if you're looking for it. Uh, so I'm, I'm just going to say that if you are going to loan money, maybe just loan it without expectation of them paying you back because it might just be easier that way. My second tip is try uh, starting small conversations about your money with people that you know very well. That could be talking to a friend that is also open about their finances or maybe going on Twitter within the personal finance community and asking questions. Uh, I, I do this on the daily and everyone is so warm and obviously more than happy to talk about their finances. And it's really all about maybe just doing your homework. That's probably what I'd say it is. If you know that this is something that you want to or need to work on, maybe looking up an article or two, listening to a podcast, it's it's about finding the knowledge to be comfortable with it in the first place. This also doesn't have to be limited to just personal finance podcasts. This could be, you know, any podcast that deals with, um, you know, stressors like this or personal anxiety like this, but you can just apply it to your personal finances or your relationship with money. My third tip is try to maintain control of your emotions. The thing about money is that almost everyone has an opinion on it. Maybe they aren't entertained by it. Maybe they're infatuated by it. Whatever opinion one may have, try to either respect their opinion or to be considerate about it and work with it within the conversation. This may go against your opinion or maybe even offend you, but being a bigger person is always the right thing. If you find yourself getting worked up or anxious about the conversation, maybe take a break or move on from that conversation. Being angry at each other, if this is you know within a relationship, won't do anyone any good and is 100% unproductive. It's really not what you're going for when you try to start these small conversations. Maybe it's with a spouse uh, and you're going to talk about maybe creating a budget and that spouse of yours has never had a budget, is maybe scared of budgets. Don't come off um, as like combatant. You don't want to start a conversation like that. Maybe just ease them in. Because uh, if it's something that you're passionate about, your spouse should listen, right? They shouldn't be offended or taken aback or defensive about it. Because really at the end of the day, the whole point of doing these exercises or these mini conversations is it's it's building yourself up. It's building your self-esteem. It's making you a better person. And you know, this could be specifically for relationships, that spouse of yours should respect the fact that you're trying to be a better person or better with your finances. So if you think about it like that, it really shouldn't be a problem. But if it is a problem and your partner does take offense, then maybe there's a different conversation that needs to be had. The final tip that I'll give is tailored to couples or spouses. Uh, I mentioned it a couple of seconds ago, but Basically, the tip is come up with your money goals. These could be individual goals for yourselves or goals as a couple that you are motivated together to reach for. Uh, My personal goal is that I want to pay off my car within two years instead of the five-year length of the loan that I received, and my girlfriend knows that. She also knows that I want to have my student loans paid off by the time I'm 25, and if I stay consistent with my payments on both of these, then my hopes could become a reality. So she knows that that's what I'm pushing for every month. That's why I pay more principal on my car loan. That's why I pay off my student loans even when there's no interest on it or no payments due. 
And, you know, she has her own motivations that uh, I won't out on this episode because they're personal to her. And I don't know if she would want me talking about them. Um, But it's about being aware of each other's goals and looking to um, motivate or uplift that spouse or you know, whatever relationship it had could, could be your parents, could be your brother, sister, whatever. It's about being uplifting. It's about being motivating, uh, supportive, because it's not easy for some people. Some people either don't like talking about it. They don't like thinking about it. Um, I know with my grandmother, uh, she usually lives in Florida and, um, this summer she comes back for the summer and I was talking to her and it was kind of funny because I was telling her what I wanted to do. Uh, when I got out of college, because she was interested. And I told her that I wanted to work in the private sector. And she told me something funny. She said, you know, I've never thought about money. I've ne- It's never been a concern of mine. And it, she wasn't saying that, like, she had so much of it that it was never a concern. She was saying that, like, it wasn't her main star. It wasn't her goal at the end of the day. Which, you know, personally, I see that as admirable. I I could probably take a piece of that in my own life, but um, I'd never had that conversation with her. I'd never had a conversation about money with her, even though I was the only one out of her grandchildren that knew when her and my grandfather had fallen upon hard times, maybe, you know, six or seven years ago. And my cousins, you know, they wanted her to spend money and wanted to go out to eat and go to the movies and um, her and I would have conversations and I, I was probably about 14 or 15 at the time, but, um, we would have these conversations and, you know, I understood, I understood the situation that she was in, not personally, but she explained it to me and she explained the hardships that they had gone upon. And my cousins didn't really understand that, but, um, you know, we, that's what it's all about is having those conversations, breaking that taboo nature of, talking about money or hardships that was my two cents on the topic of money transparency i hope you learned something and enjoyed listening if you found a flaw in my statement please hit me up on twitter at two cents 20 year old and let me know and we can have a conversation about it i would love that i love having conversations on twitter uh within the personal finance community like i said earlier in the episode everyone's so nice and so welcoming and Um, you know, the people that I DM to get some information about a topic that I'm confused about there, I've never been turned away, which is kind of funny, but, um, yeah, if you did find a flaw in this episode, please let me know and we can have a conversation about it and I can hopefully understand your point of view better. I will be back very soon.